Hey, welcome to No, I Don't Live in My Parents' Basement. I am BJ Kennard. Very excited by this week's show. I've been waiting for this one for a little bit. We get to sit down and talk to National Recording Act. I am Dynamite. I love these guys. It's Chris Phillips and Chris Martin. We'll get to know them. We'll find out what their favorite song of all time is, kind of. Find out how social media plays into being a band these days and all kinds of ways that this interview went off the rails at times. And that's what made it fun. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. I am Dynamite. Now, it's time for... No, I don't live in my parents' basement. A show that covers comics, movies, music, pop culture, and everything in between. Here's your host, BJ Kennard. We will do introductions, just so everyone knows. Sure. So we'll start with Chris Martin. That's you. That's me. Yeah. We're going to call you Martin. That's fair. That way I don't say Chris and you both answer. That's the smart the choice. Deal. Yeah. And then Chris Phillips. Hello. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll call you Phillips. No, That'll we'll, work. We'll call you Chris. You can call me Phillips. No, we'll I'm be, used to it. So your other band, Coldplay. Yes. Love you guys. This is my side project. <laughs> when did that start? Coldplay for, is your side project? Coldplay started in like 97. Not that part. Just uh, you maybe getting uh, called you know, Chris Martin for other reasons. Oh, I think it was like 2001 or something. You know, I don't know. When Coldplay's did, second did album Did you even like out, them? I actually did like Coldplay. When, Not uh, anymore? You think they're over? That's what I they heard. They just sort of went into a world that I don't enjoy as much but i'm not i'm not trying to say it's bad like it's just not my it's very broad audience music you know i think their first couple albums were a little more you want to niche it up a little bit it was a little more like sad fans of radiohead type band i think their first couple i did hear that they're coming out with an experimental album and then early 2020 they're coming out with just a, a regular coldplay album yeah Wow. So we'll see what happens. When you have that much money, you can. Right. They can do whatever they want. I always think like that's such a weird situation to be in when you're so successful. People are just going to come see you no matter, almost no matter what you do. Yeah, and, we're not that successful. And in an arena. In right. an arena. Every night you could, you're rich and everyone's going to come to all your shows and you're still making records, but it's. It's just a weird situation. You so, don't have to prove anything really on some level. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, or we only you? had 10,000 well, people. Well, I would, from our perspective, yes. Right. But from their perspective, I wonder if it's hard to maintain that. When you've got millions of dollars, how do you wake up in the morning and go, no, I'm going to go make Because all your marketers album. of success are being checked. Mm-hmm. Millions of dollars, check. Uh, everyone wife. comes, hot wife. Everyone's coming to the shows. People love us. They freak out when they see. I mean, those are all the sort of markers of people telling you you're good. And then I think it probably turns to, am I still good? Yeah. Right. And then you write an album. But the problem is when, you, when you're when you made as late and these are your travails, how are you writing songs about that? Right. That's true No too, one can yeah. relate. I had someone tell me once that if you have a pool and you have someone who tends to your pool, mm-hmm. you can talk about the pool. You don't talk about the pool boy. You can't complain about the pool boy. Yeah, you don't get to do that. Or he's gr- you can't even say compliments. You, he's the best yeah. pool boy. Oh my no, gosh, I'm the best pool boy. No, no yeah. You know, like no. Uh, oh, I was doing lawn work. Oh, you know, my lawn guy does a great job yeah. on mine. God, right. it's now, so hard to find a great lawn guy. Now you've great. you've lost the audience. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like that happens because good first albums, good second albums. Now the money really comes in. Now the bands are a little less relatable right and then the regular person which is everyone who buys it just yeah. what like what are you singing about at that right point? right yeah. how hard is your life 
Yeah. Well, yeah. you write the song about it. That's right. All right. So uh, where did you guys meet? We grew up in the same small town in Michigan, like just outside of Ann Arbor, which is a college town, U of M. Uh, but we, but our town was tiny. And so if you were a musician in our town, I mean, you, you, we knew everyone in high school. So we were like peripherally aware of each other. And then when it was time so to start in high school together. Yeah. yeah. There was like 600 people in our whole, whole four year high school. Yeah. Like that's it. We so like pretty small. Two to three thousand in my school. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we knew everybody. I gotcha. Yeah. So then it was like me and a couple of my friends. And this is Martin speaking. Yes. Were. uh wanted to start a band and my mom had bought me a bunch of not a bunch my mom was being really supportive so mm-hmm. i had a i had a i had a guitar and an amp but she actually bought a drum set and a bass and she a bass bought the amp. band yeah well and she like she was she was a choir director in her church and her justification was like well, this is kind of for that too but it wasn't it was in our basement and people would come over and jam and we had a couple guys we didn't have a drummer and there was like three drummers in our high school. And so we just, we didn't know Chris Phillips that well, but we were like, hey. Uh, you drum? You, dr- you want to just come over and drum? Yeah. So did you start drumming for school or did you start st- drumming before school? I mean, I started at like 10, 10, 11. And it was just more, yeah. My mom, my, my parents were both musicians. So I just, in school, I started drumming like in band and all that kind of stuff. And then eventually I got a drum set and then, yeah, played at church, played with my parents, played with whatever. My dad was in my first band, which was kind of funny. What was it called? Uh, it was several names, but we don't, we don't want to, there was a band we don't talk about. I gotcha. Wow. When did you start playing guitar or even keys? Oh, right. Cause I play keys now a lot. Um, I played piano when I was a little kid. My mom was a, uh, we had a big grand piano, which was cool, and I was always playing on it. And then, so I was playing that when I was like, I don't know, maybe uh, always like four or five. But took lessons when I was like nine, ten. I got, but I got my first guitar when I was maybe ten or eleven or twelve or something. You know, the classic age. Mm-hmm. I think right. it's like when it, like most people start to be like, oh, I kind of want to play the guitar. Or play what the- made you want to play the guitar? That's a good question. I think that's all. Was I, a, that's all was, I do, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be one after another. These are great. Well, it's probably like, you know what? You saw like an ad and you're like, that guy looks so cool. It's like a cigarette ad. Like that guy's playing guitar. Yeah, I was smoking a lot. I want to be cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe, Joe Camel. Yeah. yeah. Big. No, Mom, um, Mom being the choir director at all. That's right. I think, I think around when you're 10 or 11, 12 is when you start to really, for the first time, get into your own music. Yeah. You, I, I think everyone kind of goes through that. And I think that was like, the kind of music I was starting to see was like guitar music. And Do you remember what it was? I remember liking, this is a long time ago, but like Stone Simple Pilots yeah. had just come out because I'm old and Nirvana. I think I'm the Pearl oldest Jam. one in the room though. So. Close. <laughs> close. Yeah. We're all close. And uh, kind of all that grunge stuff, like the very beginning of it. Yeah. And there was just a guitar around. Like we got like an old acoustic guitar. So I just like kind of, Learned a couple chords and slowly, um, but I remember like Nirvana and stuff like uh, the first record and who's not the ins- first record. Who's but, inspiring uh, Young Phillips to bang the drums? Uh, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Like I liked the funny thing is, is I liked Soundgarden mm-hmm. and it wasn't. They cool. just got nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall they of Fame. Did, did they? Should they get in? Their first time ballot, mm. right? Should they do it? 
why you're asking should why they would do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, like, like, do they deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall? Should they be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Because we have these debates all the time because you have to look at the, the merits of, you know, were they a good band? Yeah. Yes. Are they Rock and Roll Hall of Fame worthy? You know, I don't know. I, get, I, mean, Soundgarden. I mean, of the yeah, grunge like, bands, they were certainly like one of the top. You know, oh, yeah, guaranteed. Oh, top, top. top five. Top, yeah. Easily. Because you can't count some of the ones that were like, I don't think you count Screaming Trees. I don't think you count any right. of the, the, the influences. They didn't sort of become right. Right, the influencers of the big yeah, bands. Yeah, because that, they didn't make it. Right. You know, Pearl Jam's in. Nirvana is in. Right. Coincidentally, next year, the Foo Fighters are eligible. Wow. They're going to have to get in. They, they, I think they will. We'll get to that one in a second. But I think Soundgarden as a whole, maybe six or seven hits and that's it. Right. So you can look at that. And then I think the other part you look at is, were they influential for anybody else? After was, them? Yes. So yeah. they came out. You Because know, they were uh, like the weird ones. Because Kim you know Fall's I mean? guitar playing is a lot different right. than right. Uh, any of the guys in Pearl Jam or right. even Kurt. Yeah. So... I feel like if Nirvana's in, Pearl Jam's in, I feel like you have to let Soundgarden in. Then you start kind of having some restrictions because next right. up is the band that you mentioned, Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, does Stone Temple right. Pilots get in? More hits than Soundgarden. Yeah. Right. But you don't have them without Pearl Jam. Pearl right. Jam's in. So do you get the second Pearl Jam? And this sort of like, I feel like Stone Temple Pilots was like never beloved. They were sort of like, felt a little like, Copycats? They ran, yeah, a little copycatty. But I, when you're 10 or 11 or 12, yeah, you you're sort know, of, yeah. you have no reference for that. You just respond to what you respond to. So I, mm-hmm. I liked them. Uh, but yeah, so, or Soundgarden. I think they have enough cred to, with being influential, not once they got big, but prior to them. Like the first, the fir- like Louder Than Love mm-hmm. and Bad Motor Finger and those yeah. records. Outshined is one of the greatest rock songs of all time yeah yeah oh yeah so i think more on those merits than on the uh than on just like how influential like super unknown and then i don't remember what the record after that was called you think it helps that chris cornell is dead i think it helps because you know what that's the thing is like you said like next year foo fighters gonna be in but like they're still playing yeah, it's like right. to me. I'm kind of like, don't go into the Hall of Fame if you're still out but there see, doing it. In a way, it. to but me, Foo Fighters is like they ha- they're definitely going to get in because yeah, they're oh yeah. like they have just become such cultural mainstays by sticking around so just long. decades and decades of music. Twenty five years. That's yeah. what twenty five years next not. year. That's what it marks. So yeah. they're just like their imprint on culture is absolutely. Huge. Where Soundgarden broke up in '96 or something, and then they were kind of forgotten as the as trends moved away. And they're so associated with that era. Yeah, and they dabbled a little bit. And then Chris, kind of, when he passed away, their music right. sort of got not discovered again. But yeah. who's this Chris Cornell for younger right. people yeah. who didn't know Soundgarden? But I think Foo Fighters should be a first time ballot slam dunk. For sure. Because of how many hits that they've had and all right. that stuff. Yeah. And also, it's Uncle Dave Grohl. You know what, though? Uncle Dave Grohl. That is. Yeah. You I kind of just put that officially in front of his name. Yeah. I kind of feel, though, that if, if that happens or when that happens, this is be clear they should not make it foo fight like the foo fighter hall of fame like you know what i mean like they should be not they should be put in first play like two songs and then leave the stage and let everybody else because you know what i mean i feel like everybody else that gets inducted no one's gonna even you know what i mean it's just gonna be like you have five minutes go speak and like we're gonna give 35 minutes to dave and everybody it's like no man like everyone is everyone's getting involved everyone's equal i just don't want it to be like 
This is the Foo Fighters show with some other people that got. Oh right. I'd yeah. rather when, have when it, they, be, it when they get inducted. Yeah, I'd rather Do have it guys, be like. I knew that was gonna yeah, happen. Right. Do you guys even? Are you guys? Is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame even a relevant, important thing? Or nope. I don't no. think so. I've it's, never even been there. So been there. It seems so arbitrary. No. Mm. I want to go, but it's like, nah. and I'm not even. I mean, there's actually the physical place, I guess, which is what the point well, is. Yeah. But like, I mean, like the whole induction the and I made it, it into yeah. the Hall of Fame. It when can we get nominated? Mm. Twenty five years. Twenty five years. Yeah. Okay. Because the the We're nominees, close. the first time ballot nominees, <laughs> if I can remember these off the top of my head, uh, Whitney Houston. She's going to make it in. She needs to make it in. So yes. she'll make yeah. it in first time. Notorious G.I.G. Of course. Will also make it first time. But that's the thing. It's called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But it's yeah. not anymore. It's the and music I get Hall of it. Fame. I get yeah. it because they want to be relevant. And after a certain point, you know, rock and roll became such a small part of popular music. But it, I don't know. You know what I mean? It the should change, change it its something. name to the Music Hall of Fame. Yes. Like it really should because that's what it has become. Yeah. Dave Matthews, first time ballot. I mean, I feel like Dave... He's going to get in eventually. I think he could because also very influential because after him, yeah, he's like a jam band Uh now. But same thing though. For decades, they've had a career and there's Mm -hmm. like... So I went and saw him last year. Never seen him before, but it was... We had this conversation. I was like, you know what? I don't listen to him a lot, but like you kind of have to go. I felt like not obligated, but I was like, I should see them before... Like they're losing members left and right. That's (laughs) terrible. But like... No, you know what I mean? But like to me, I'm like, we should go see them. They opened for themselves, which was kind of funny. But like, how does that work? They played acoustic, like a, a okay. scaled down version of a bunch of songs, and then they took a 15 minute break, and then they came out and did their whole show. Okay. Which is cool. But like, because they're greedy. They don't want to pay an opening. Yeah, no man. joke. We, I mean, they're a million dollars a show. It's wild. A million so, bucks. Yeah. But that's the thing is like, I don't, I feel weird because like, I, I don't know. I was never a fish fan. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Should I go see fish? No. You know what I mean? Like, but it was the same thing. I, so that to my, in my mind, I was your question. Like, yeah. No. In my mind, I was like, yeah, I mean, we should go. So we, we went, it was cool. I saw him, you know, and that was, that was it. I'm not going to like repeat. I've got friends that just every year, yeah. you know, they come to North Carolina, wherever they are. And, we're there. Because yeah, I saw, uh, I was doing radio in Athens, so this was probably 22 years ago, maybe 21 years ago, and Widespread Panic, who's oh, from yeah. there, mm-hmm. decided to do like a homecoming show. So they played, they shut down the whole entire street right in front of the world famous 40 Watt, where R.E.M. got their yep. start and so many right. amazing bands. And my radio station was there broadcasting live. And... I knew one widespread panic song. We happened to play it on the station. And so we're sitting on top of the van because the street, it's look down the street. It's as far as you can see with people and they start playing. And then like 15 minutes later, a girl who I worked with was next to me. I'm like, is this still the same song or is this a different (laughs) song? She's like, Oh no, this is a different song. And I was like, it sounds just like so. Then that became the running joke. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, Thirty minutes later, forty-five minutes. Is this still the first song? Right. And so I know people like that sort of thing. Right. Right. It is just not my cup of tea. Sure. I mean, I I would much rather uh, go see Stone Cold Pilots, which I've seen twice. Yeah. And and loved the both of those shows, both very different shows. Like yeah. that's what I want, not that. Yeah. Every song has a guitar solo. Right. Another guitar solo from the other guitar. You know, widespread, widespread. Any band. of yeah, these yeah. bands, yeah. Right. And then there's also the third guitar solo because they have three guitarists in the band. Right. Drum solo. What comes after that drum solo? 
another drum solo because they have another percussionist as well. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Not my cup of tea. <laughs> right. But you could be like a giant uh, jam band fan for all I know. No, no. Uh, I don't have like animosity about it. I, I just I'm pure more hatred into, right here. I kind of like songwriting stuff. Or if it's going to be like weird experimental like you know really spread out i'd rather it be like sort of more experimental sounds kind like of dream music. theater no oh, just not tangerine even like rock, dream not even rock uh stuff you know just sort of like Are you going jazz fusion on me yeah <laughs> big time no there's just some like electronic experimental people that make cool stuff that's like wild sounding but that's more interesting than like I can't do guitar solos for shows for two hours anymore. You know, being a guitar player, my whole I've done, I've just been on that road so many times. I've never seen you do like a solo. Well, we're in a two man band. Yeah. Who's going to do that? Who's going to hold it down well, while I'm soloing? Can't you track it? We could yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. I love when people are like, hey, play a drum solo. It's like, I have been the entire time. <laughs> That's I'm the only drummer. Yeah. And this is it. Slam. And then yeah. you push them on the ground. That's right. And then, yeah, punch them in the take face. Take their shoes. Yep. Just so. Uh, so we're going to circle back around real fast. You start playing a band together yeah, yeah, with dudes. Mm-hmm. And then do you figure there's more money in it for two of you? So you kick out the bass player? No. Well, no, but that's a nice to not have to split it as what much. What was the name of the band at the start? At the the our high first school band. band. Our Ooh, first yeah. high school band. We did. We flipped in the dictionary and the, we made a list of all terrible names. And we decided we'd be called Lodestone. Lodestone. <laughs> Lodestone. Which is a, like a magnetic, natural magnetic rock, I think. Yep. Well, we spelled it L-O-A-D what instead had, of L-O-D-E. Did we? It yeah. has two spellings. So that was a correct spelling, too. So do okay. you feel you totally rock cliched that? It's hey, hey, pretty bad. Get the dictionary at the oh, source yeah. out. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. And unsuccessful. I was okay. not part of this. Was I part of this? I don't remember being a part of the. I that think we conversation. might have like had a gig already at, a, at our town fair. We and did. Then, and then we asked you to officially play with us. After, and then. And we decided to have, name it. And then we played the whole set. And the last part of the set, they all left and left me playing this terrible drum solo while we all walked off one at a time all walked up one at a time yeah. while i play this drum solo and you just kind of go like boom chuck boom boom chuck. yeah there's a lot of me just playing a boom chuck like boom like you know yeah a lot of 101 and then you just stop and i left the only guy on thanks guys yeah it's on video and it's bad give me a sample of what uh what was in that set so first that was like cover i think this is like a lot of all covers it's all covers maybe two originals I'm impressed that you guys even had an original or two to do that for oh, your yeah. gig. We had one. This was we were real rage against the machine heavy back oh, yeah. in those days. Yep. And so we had one friend who was brave enough to rap, and he was terrible. He would he he do, couldn't remember any of the words, so he printed them all out. He wrote them all out by hand on on big uh, poster, poster board, <laughs> and wow. just like put it on the front of the stage, and just sort of like what was the song. We would do. We used to, I don't remember. Dude, we used to do wake up. We used to do. Uh, Man, if you guys did bullet in the head, I'd be really impressed. I don't I think lo- we did bullet in the head. I think one. we probably played all those. Yeah, but like not live. I got you. We did. Remember, he also did. We did the distance. We did From the cake? distance. And he did that. Cake. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a talky, not super yeah. singy. We part. Uh, we did down by three eleven, and I did the rap, but I had a headset mic, and it was pointed <laughs> the wrong way, so nobody heard any of my rap. Yeah, just us terrible. playing, just the playing music yeah. of that song. So you were not. Were it was you an singing? awesome show. Or yeah, you yeah. Just well, well everyone guitar. sang in the band except okay. Chris. Only sang. He the, didn't sing as much. The white rap part of uh, just yeah. yeah. He was exclusively S. A. Martinez rap parts. rock right rap <laughs> rap yeah. yeah. 
So we would take turns. So we all kind of we all kind of sing. So it was like you know, Sweet Home Alabama, <laughs> Under the Bridge, Under the Bridge, yeah, a lot of Rage Against the Machine songs. Did we play? Does Sweet Home go over in Detroit or in Michigan? In rural, yeah. small town, okay. yeah, I okay. think it did. We did a uh, Possum Kingdom by yeah. the yeah. Toadies. Remember that? Yeah, I think we played it right once ever. There was one time we played. Our, our guitar player was scared because his family was watching, so he wouldn't sing the part where he's like, do you want to die? Yeah. He said, do you want to cry? Okay. Yep. Hey, no, yes. it's not we okay. Didn't oh, think it was just, very cool. You know, and being, he made this decision on the fly. Yeah, being teenagers, but being teenagers, we gave him We were in a rock band doing that. rage songs, and yeah. he couldn't say die. It's not like the song is a... I right. don't, maybe it is a murdery song. I don't it, know. It but, is a murdery yeah, song. Still... Yeah, so, so we, yeah, we did that set, and then slowly you add more and more originals, and then in the end, you, you're not only maybe doing a cover or two. And yeah. When does the name change, and when does when does it become just the two of you guys? We started so then though we all kind of went off to college, and then me and Chris wanted to keep playing. And the Lodestone other, the whole time. Lodestone through, the yeah. whole time, okay. and the other couple guys, you know, decided they wanted to have real lives, careers, and yeah. make careers money, and, like and families. Yeah, come on, and man. be happy, losers. And we were like terrible, yeah. terrible. Who wants idea. to make Let's money? Let's keep this going. This yeah. is going great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so we started another band called Median, which is another you know, great memorable name. Yep. Like Median or yes. Medium. Median. No, Median. Like okay. the area yeah, the, between the stop two in between. lanes. Yeah. 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 That went on for a few years. We were okay, and then just like. Played like southeastern Michigan, yeah. and that was pretty much it. We just was like going nowhere, and we played a lot of gigs, and the sound is always terrible. That's like one through line. Like, you'd see your friend's band, there'd be five guys with intricate parts, mm-hmm. and you couldn't really hear it, right. it, and you didn't know the music, and we just thought, and it was hard to get everyone on the same page. It was hard to write material in a group. You know, everyone's got an opinion. You make a song, and then some guy's like, hey, this is a good part for this slap bass solo I've been working on. And you're like, nobody uh, wants to see no that. No one wants a, this is not a slap Just bass a pr- song. Primus right. I don't fans. want that. Yeah, he's yeah. a huge Primus fan. And he always wants to put slap bass. Anyway, so we're just like, why don't we just, no one, you know, no one cares about this band. Why don't we just, uh, let's just be two people because all that really matters is some sort of vocal performance a melody something that's good and repeated Mm -hmm. and a cool drum part those are the things people want to hear a vocal and the drums move everything and then all that other stuff is in another category of just like supplies like the context for those things but i think one guitar could do the work of all of that because live you can't hear the nuance of it anyway so we'll just play some you know try to make the guitar as big sounding as you can you know fill up that space and uh and we could we think we can get away with it with two people and it's just easier and it's just me and chris right i don't have to deal with a bunch of uh, when it was, the politics of a band yeah and, it was back to being fun because it was like we could fit in a car yeah. and then it was like Oh, you don't like that? Okay, cool. We won't do it, kind of thing. Yeah. And then it was just—it wasn't even about money. It was just kind of like things were decisions were made very quickly. I mean, the we moved the name to Mahoney, and we strictly named it after the yeah. Police Academy character, nice Steve Gutenberg's character. Yeah. So our flyers used to be his picture, just the yeah. and and our name and the show. That was it. So like it was just fun, and then. It just became I am Dynamite, kind of after we had, you know, kind of established I ourselves. I, see, I think I kind of wish we'd kept Mahoney. Yeah, our, our, when bit. we got management, they were like, "If you're gonna ch- ever change your name, because Mahoney's yeah. a little silly, 
now just consider it now like they wouldn't force us but they're like now's the time to think about it sometimes i wonder like stick on mahoney would have been fun i did like hot buffalo but we wouldn't you know what i mean i kind of like that was another one there was a long list of dirty yeah. Dirty names but and like making fun of each other. That was our, like, at weed shows that we liked it. Yeah. And I, not that I am dynamite weed shows and we liked, but I I, uh, I think that would be cool. Who brought yeah. I am dynamite to the table? That was uh, that was that me. Was like, we got that. together and you were reading a book? That was, huh? Were you reading a book? Yeah. Yeah. I was reading. Uh, Is it Nietzsche? Yeah. I was reading uh, Existentialism for Dummies, literally. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, which I kind of like the for dummies books, and I had no idea what existentialism was, but it was like a word you always heard smart people say. Oh, I think it means pretentious. Yeah, it's yes, so existential. Exactly <laughs> and yeah, after like you know, finally hearing, I'm like, what is existentialism? So I got existentialism for dummies, and it's really great, and it's fascinating, and it, it's really just a whole group of philosophers that weren't you know spanning 150 years who didn't necessarily even work together or, or recognize that they were part of some sort of uh, the same philosophical thing. Anyway, Nietzsche is in there and his quote, and I just thought his intention with that was cool. And I was like, that would be cool. And, and it also, it was kind of funny because if you didn't know, most people wouldn't. Make, I would tell you no one knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just sounds like is, a crazy right? thing to say. Yeah. I am dynamite yeah. with an exclamation point. And mm-hmm. I thought I liked that it worked both ways. It had a little meaning for us on the sort of the reading side, like in the existentialist way. But that was so minor, and then it was also just sort of a, a fun uh, thing to name your band. Yeah, you that know? too, like with the first album more so than the second one, the album itself is very bombastic uh, right. and is in itself, the album is dynamite, you yeah. know, like with the with the way it moves yeah. and the way the sound goes. Yeah. Then you guys decide to make an album because you got management and said uh, Mahoney is maybe no good. Yeah. You become we, I'm Dynamite. Yeah. Then you go into the studio and make some songs happen. So we, yeah. for like, I guess about four years, we were Mahoney and we were, I mean, it's just like brutal, just playing everything, yeah. like making yourself like I, our path, at least to getting anywhere has been like, you have to make yourself get there and then a management comes and then a booking agent comes yeah, so where, rather than thinking like if only I could get a manager mm-hmm. or if only I could get a booking agent they're, they're not going to do the work for you we they're did, not going to make it yeah, yeah we did a, a, we, we were already playing like being from you know Ann Arbor Detroit area we'd go play Chicago it was only four hours and it was like a huge accomplishment like we left town to go play right and we were doing that on our own and then even just going driving a couple hours and playing a show, and then we even won some contests, got a manager that didn't work out, got another manager that didn't work out. Eventually, we got the right management, all that kind of stuff. But like we were already we would tour, driving all over the place. Yeah, mm-hmm. we would go as far as New York, East New York. We'd go to Chicago, and then we'd go south down to Texas, down and that Texas, was sort yeah. of our big cross section of the country. By before we had management, like just through like, and it's just like sometimes you're making money. You're always staying on friends' couches. Oh, yeah. You know, um, but just pushing and then just making your songs like sharp little effective things, you know, like really honing them through like sucking over and over again. And and, like no one cares about this over and over again. And then you just like, you know, you get resentful and angry and you just make songs that like will survive in those tough environments. So once you did the first album... Like everyone says, the first album is you know years in the making because right. it's everything you got. Right. And you guys get success with that. 
And then here comes the second one, Wasatusa. Uh-huh. Very different than the first album. Right. What changed from Super Mega Fantastic to Wasatusa? I think... Uh, we you listen to Dave Matthews? A lot, yeah, a lot of, of, a lot of DMB. Yeah. A lot of just the solo or the duo with him and Tim Meadows. Yes. <laughs> Tim Meadows. Tim Reynolds. Yeah, no, 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 no. He did Tim Reynolds, oh, but he, also he did some shows with Tim, Tim Meadows. When he <laughs> listens to this podcast, the, uh, I want him to think, I need to go out on tour as with the Tim ladies, Meadows. man. As the ladies. Uh, man. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we've got Dave Matthews yeah. uh, coming up. It's going to yeah. be nice. We're going to play some Tripping Billies. And they would drink uh, Covasia and. Uh, uh, he wakes up in the morning, <laughs> does his teeth, bites to eat, then he's moving. God, I can't remember the rest of the lyrics. Uh, you know what? I think tastes change. Yeah, and I uh, mean music, music in general changed too, mm-hmm. like with technology and all this other stuff. But but I think the why it sounds a lot different too is because we did the all the other ones were songs we really honed playing places, mm-hmm. and then by the time we made even started writing Wasatusa. Chris lived in North Carolina and I lived in Michigan. I would just write it at home. What do you never played it live? What yeah. are you so where does it start? Does it start with uh, the guitar and then the music or does it start with you writing lyrics or you do you both write lyrics? He never no. uses anything I write. Chris suggests lyrics. Oh, that's because he's like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess you never let the drummer do that, right? Uh, Isn't that one of those band rules? I just think yeah, it's a holdover from when we were like 16, you know, and, and Chris would be like, say something ridiculous, you know. But it's also too, like there's only two of us. So if I tell him like, hey man, you should sing this. This song should be about this. Then it's like, he doesn't have any feeling towards it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, too, yeah. if he's going to sing, if I'm going to say, if I'm going to say something or sing something, then he's just going to look at me and be like, you do it. You know, right. kind of thing. So I think it's more just that, but I think we I'm have busy. Our, we have our really carved out. I think the nice thing about the two piece also, BJ, is that the um, your roles are really carved out easier yeah. than if you're in a four or five piece band because the guitar stuff, whatever instruments I'm playing and whatever are coming out of my mouth, I'm in charge of. Mm-hmm. And the same goes with Chris. And then we kind of flesh out the arrangements. We, we both have equal say on how the arrangement goes. You know, hey, this is boring. This seems to be slow. This seems to be fast. But, and we don't. Um, I mean, we don't ever get angry. Angry is the right word. We don't ever get angry if they're like, "No, man, that's not how you should play that." Right. Like, we could suggest, like, "Hey, what if we? Did, what if you did this here?" And I did, like, it's a lot easier to take rather than like whoever saying, "Hey, man, you should play this beat." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, I'm not. Even if that's the best beat, I'm not going to play that because you're suggesting." Okay, mm-hmm. right. there's none of that. It's more just like, "Hey, this fits this. This we're both musical, so it's like we." see it but like i'm never gonna be like hey what if you played this chord you know kind of thing instead because it's more like i know how the chord structures work it's more just like hey the feeling is this what if we did this instead yeah kind of kind of way so it's like it's easier again with two people but it's like we can suggest things but it's like and we take it we take it we don't like immediately turn it off because like i know that when actors are improving together there's supposed to be no bad ideas. Everyone does it right. because something may work because of it, and you right. never you're not supposed to take that and go, oh, no, I'm not going to do that because it could like have been a the yes greatest and thing. Yes, and improv. Yeah. yeah, and so I, I try to get better at it. I'm always bad at that. You usually. take it too yes. personal. I just react like if I'll be like, no, that's stupid. I'm that guy. Yeah, like you know what I mean. I've I'm always working to try to just be like, okay, all right, or, or you know, and be more positive and try it and. Well, I think. if you're working on it now before you have a kid, that's good. Oh, good. This is because 
that's what you have to do oh with the kids. Oh my gosh! Yes, it, it's, is. it is. Oh, that's that's great. Yeah, we could try to eat the food off of the floor. Yeah, like we don't need plates. <laughs> great. Let's I'm give that go a shot. I'm in my pillow. Yeah. Yep. There's a lot of that. Anyway, so Wasatusa, I'm kind of making it in my bedroom, and then maybe sending stuff to. Chris and then are you writing the lyrics first, or are you writing the music first? I always, you know, it's best at the same time if you can do that. I find. Okay. I've never written lyrics first ever. Sometimes the lyrics come way later and I just have like solid melody ideas Mm -hmm. Um, when that's hard because like then later you have to really shoehorn words into these very specific melodies. Yeah. Time structure, right? Yeah. And that's kind of a pain. So that's where my rapping helps. Yeah. Like my ability to fit all those words in there. Yes. Chris is a great, he's a great rapper, Yeah, yeah. but he has to have like the headset mic from 1998. And turn backwards. Yes. (laughs) Do you even know any rap songs today? Uh, he actually listens a lot more rap now than I do. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So, since you mentioned it, what are like if you're streaming something, whatever? What are some of the things that you're listening to? I like, you're doing a road trip. Let's make that a little bit easier. You've sure. got an hour to go somewhere. Tell me some of the things yep. that pop up. That's a great question. Told you. And uh, I got it so all over the place. Well, that's the beauty of it. Because I, I had mentioned earlier, I'm so into my 90s playlist right now. Right. Yeah. There's like 450 songs on there. Yeah. So I'm just going for next to next. And then I feel like almost like a bad kid where you get frustrated with your kids because they won't spend enough time on something because yeah. they want to see what's next. I'm doing the same thing. I seldom make it through a whole song because I really want to know what's next. I want to be surprised. Like, yeah. oh, that's PJ Harvey down by the water. Yeah. And then after you, know, you get to chorus, hook chorus. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, you know, or verse chorus. So then you go to the next yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's what I'm guilty of. So that's where, that's where I've been living lately. Yeah. But you're into the 90s, the 90s stuff. I am. I mean, so I don't know if it's my fault or not. I was playing miniature golf with yeah, Ashley, that's your fault. Ashley Kane and Scott Williams. And we're in junior high. And we're right next to the skating rink. These are fellow junior high people. Yeah, yeah. When you said it, I wasn't sure if these are like famous musicians I should know. No, oh, no. Ashley Kane. And Ashley Kane. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were in the band junior high together, and that's how I got to be where I am today. I <laughs> know. Uh, so we're we're playing miniature golf, and I had a giant crush on Ashley Kane. We since the first grade even, and we're playing miniature golf. We're right next to the skating rink, and you can hear their music. And they stop and like, is that Pearl Jam? And then one of them's like, Yeah, I think it is. And I'm like. Yeah, I think it is. I didn't know who it was. This is, I mean, it's the start of grunge. Yeah, sure. And I didn't know who it was. But Scott Williams, who I thought was cool, yeah. liked it. And Ashley seemed to like him more than me. And <laughs> Ashley was into it. I'm like, I'm going to find out who this Pearl Jam yeah. is. So then I discover Pearl Jam. And then the rest is history. Like, right. that's how I found it because I wanted to try to impress a girl. Right. But then I found the music that made me want to uh, play the guitar. Yeah. And that made me want to do that. Plus, at the time, as long as you can go like, yeah, hey, mama, yeah. Oh, man. You right. could you sing anything. songs for the 90s. Yeah. When is that? How, how many years are we going to have to pass before it's okay to do that again? But the problem is... is or now, is it okay in some circles? That's leaking in into the... country, though. Like, all those guys are not... Mm. Like, Aaron Lewis, like, all the Yarl guys. Yeah. But, like, they're all... I mean, 
Pearl Jam is still around, but yeah. like there's it's still it's still there. The wave yeah. is still going. Not going strong. It just went but it's still going. Well, <laughs> went but over also somewhere Eddie else. doesn't even do that anymore. I was just gonna right. say I he don't doesn't. think he sings that way either. Yeah, he I mean he went from super mega fantastic to Wasatusa. Yeah, yeah. He did. you know, he, he from some transition from like yield to no code right. is when it really started for those guys. Right. And yeah. then like once by gnarl hits in those, now Eddie doesn't you're like I know you could still do the same guitar tones, guys, because I've seen you in concert. Right. Why can you not be dirty and grungy like the older stuff? Right. Because they had matured. Right. They had made money. They've got nothing to be mad right. at anymore, right. and they're not angry when they sing. Yeah. So we just did that without making any money. Yeah. We did the same I think, thing. Without yeah. Money. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's it. That was a long way around to what you're listening to. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I. I don't. It's so broad. I don't even know. I feel like I would just list a bunch of random things, but. I am pretty organized about my playlists. Okay. I do a playlist every like month and that's just like any songs that I think are interesting or that I heard are interesting. How are you finding them? If they just pop up as I'm browsing internet, someone says, Hey, so-and-so is good. Um, check in album reviews. Like see what, uh, there's a, uh, I like album of the year.org is a, like a good aggregate of, um, new releases. And then they've got like, what the albums are rated based on uh, uh not customers but um like listener people, reviews listener and reviews and the uh, and publicate in uh, actual reviews by yeah. uh whatever and you kind of see and kind of go through and i don't know stuff that there's a little bit of a buzz about oh what's this about you know and then maybe throw a couple of their songs in if you listen and it seems interesting and you kind of like see there's a little something going on and I'll throw it in. And there's a couple playlists on Spotify. They've got some pretty good curated playlists. I like one called Pollen was kind of cool. It's sort of like um, alternative RNB. Allergies. Yeah, it's a lot of people sneezing. Yeah. Yeah. Hate all that. It it just gets me. It's like ASMR or something like that. I hate that. What are you listening to, Phillips? Uh, I'm getting weirder. Yeah. Which is, so I, I kind of do the same thing. I'll go to Spotify. I'll go to the gym and like I'll put on just the indie playlist. And if I hear a song I like, like the standard whatever, if I hear a song I like, I go to that artist and I listen to the whole artist. Okay. And then I go to the suggestions. I do that like, I don't know. So like, I don't know. I, like I like um, the marionettes, brick and mortar. Like I'm listening to that kind of, because it, it, we're kind of in this world, but I don't want to be in this world. So I listen to it two different ways. Like, hey, this is cool. This is what's happening. And also, hey, this is what I, we shouldn't be. Because it's already existing. Because it's existing. So That's I, like a weird thing too, right? If I make music like right. this, I can't. I don't want to get. I don't want to derive yeah. my my ideas from people so similar and current to me. You know, right? You know, I always go back to just if I if it's my mind is just going whatever. You know, you just throw on that Edwin McCain and it clears oh, yeah. your mind. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'll be. That's right. Your shining. I've soldier. heard he's like a really terrible person. Like. No, I disagree. I have met Edwin very misogynist twice. I'm making all this up. That's not true. And he was a very pleasant man yeah. both times. Yeah, from my my experience. Yeah, that's just not what I heard. Have you guys no, met a holes out there? Met like what? A holes. Like oh yeah, yeah. Like the the band a holes. No, no. But uh, love them. There's a lot of there's a lot out there. I don't. I can't think of any. We've run into things where it's just been like, oh, we played okay. a festival. That Stone Simple Pilots was at. Shut down before the, Scott yeah. Weiland died. That was probably appropriate. Yeah, and uh, they made they cleared they make everyone leave the at a at a festival. There's like a catering area mm-hmm. that all the bands and the people on staff or whatever can usually come and eat at. And sometimes there's maybe two if like 
the bands are really highfalutin and they don't want to mingle with the norms. Right. Yes. The uh, lower tiered bands. Yeah. Right. But this one wasn't, I think it was pretty balanced, but they made everyone leave because Stone Soul Palace was going to yeah, come through. It was their time to eat. It's like, it's like you gotta be kidding me. Like we, no and we gonna have, swarm over to you. Like it was yeah. all the band. Who, we flew, the other bands are gonna like attack you and be like, "Oh my god!" I was mad because we flew from Denver. We flew in to do this festival, and then we did it. And that's when they shut it down. You can't eat right now. And I'm sitting there like, yeah. it's dinner time. <laughs> like I'm hungry. Dean DeLeo or whatever yeah. is to eat, is making a kale juice the, right now, and he can't be bothered. I, I remember that. I remember the. Uh, that same festival, Ice T wouldn't get off the stage, yeah, and it just kept shortening our set. We were headlining like one of the stages, shortening our set and shortening our set, and eventually we just started playing over Ice T right. because we had like fifteen minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it was like yeah. it was kind of awesome, but like, did you get like, to okay. meet Ice T? No. Uh, no, saw him walking around. Have yeah. you met anyone? They always say don't meet your heroes, but have you met anyone that you were? just kind of impressed with we were like oh like that person was way better than i kind of thought they would be you know a few times I, I remember when we did a bunch of shows with fits and the tantrums those they were so nice yeah, yeah. and then the b-52s when that lady ran the out the b-52s were really nice. they were really she nice she like them. ran out wanted to like say like yeah. you guys were so good band blah, blah, blah. was nice yeah everybody. not that these are not necessarily our heroes not that they're not great it's the, B, it's the B-52s. Yeah, yeah. You also know from saying. Athens. I mean, like Fred, the lead singer of that band, yeah. is one of the most fun individuals you can oh, ever can, be yeah. around. I can imagine that for sure. But it was just so rare to like play with a band of that cat, like that sort of level. It's like legend status. Who, 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 would come, who would come over and just like chat with you. Yeah. yeah. You know, that was cool. Uh, I, I've never met a total asshole who was terrible. My only, the only, the only run-ins I've ever thought we've had with people who were like jerks or like, you're like, ugh, have been like lower tier people who maybe yeah, yeah. are like too big for their britches, posturing or like they want to be bigger than they are and mm-hmm. they're not quite and they just sort of compensate by being or they're aggressive. on their yeah or they're on their way up like we know they're about to break or they just they know we know it's like, but again nothing, I don't know we're like so we're like chill I guess in a way but it's just like yeah. It, it bo- probably bothers me more, but I just go in the van and like complain about it, and then it's done. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. like, oh, you can believe that, and then it's over. Yeah. But like, I can't think of it. I get more mad when like they charge me twenty five cents for sprinkles. That one time I got frozen <laughs> yogurt. I got more mad about <laughs> yeah, that, that than I did thing. the like just have you a, met a band jerk guy? You know, BJ, you met a lot of people. I've met a lot of people. Uh, through the years and there have been some one of my worst and i'm not afraid to say anybody was a monkey from corn mm. and just saying that you'd go oh i just kind of feel like he would be and i was early in my career and was doing an interview before i found that i really like them and, and how to do them because before it's like you got your piece of paper and uh so you started to tour four months ago. How has life on the road been? Right, right. And I bet corn with a K. Yes. What's that all about? And the R is backwards. <laughs> do printing people have a problem yeah. trying to do posters for you? Uh, and so maybe for him it was like, oh, it's another one of these guys. But right, he yeah. was a total like one answer guy. Uh, and I thought like I did a one a, word answer. Yeah, it's where like uh, you guys have been touring for two straight years. Like how tough is that? Tough. Pretty tough. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh you know and that's so you don't really know what to do in those and just as a whole 
Right. Not very cool. The most afraid I'd been for an interview was Everlast. Number one, oh, pretty wow. big dude. Sure. And uh, this is like in his prime, or this is, yeah, this is, uh, you know, he's already been House of Pain jump around, already happened, and all that stuff. Yeah. And then What It's Like was huge. And uh, this might have been like the second album after that. Okay. And he comes into the studio with an entourage. And I'd never interviewed anyone who had an entourage of people. I mean, like, there's right. like eight people in the room now. It's just him. Yeah. None of these people are in the band with him. <laughs> and he sits down across from me. And uh, I was like, uh, has the day been going pretty well? Oh. The answer comes from someone on the other side of the room. He's like, uh, yeah, it's been a good day. I'm like, oh, so... I, don't, I feel like there's like an interpreter what? and I know Everlast speaks English. He's just doing his own thing. And so I'm trying to talk to Everlast ahead of time because we're about to be live. Right. And this other dude is his mouthpiece. And I'm like, what is about to happen? Like, we're going to go live here in a minute. So let's just see what happens. And so, you know, the song ends. Uh, hey, uh, in the studio, it's Everlast. Man, hey, thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, it's I've been across the Everlast. street for about uh, you know two days. It's been snowed in. If I would have known you were across the street, I would have come in here a couple of days ago, man. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah, wow. <laughs> He's a human <laughs> and, being. He was awesome, yeah. but I don't know what was happening before all of that. Yeah. So those are like some of the interesting things. I want to talk like Everlast. Hey. Hey. Anyway, <laughs> you guys we've got a lot of work to do you guys nailed it yeah who do it. you want to meet uh at, as, you, as you're doing your touring or going around like who would be on the check boxes of like man it'd be awesome to meet that person not even like i'd love to collaborate sure but, but like, just to me i want to shake hands yeah we've talked about this where it's like who nobody gets us like riled up or like nervous but like who would make me nervous you know what i mean i kind of feel like if we well, you know what? The, we did the whole Bon Jovi thing. I wasn't nervous, yes. but it was like a... So real fast, were, for those that don't know, explain the Bon Jovi thing. First, we, Bon Jovi is a band. Yeah. We yeah, found oh, out he was up to some shady stuff, and we extorted him yeah. to be able to play for Bon Jovi a couple we times. Had these, we have these pictures, as you can see right here. Yes, we have these I pictures, see them. And... Yeah, doing, yeah. Doing just things we just, can't even say. Yeah, wow, Mm-mm. inappropriate. So you get the opportunity. You get to open yeah. up for Bon Jovi twice. Yes. So they, yeah, we won some contest that I forgot I entered, <laughs> and we opened up for them in Detroit, which is kind of cool because you know hometownish. And then it was the Joe Louis Arena, and we did it. Made no money, but we played in front of like yeah. fifteen thousand people. That was kind of cool. And then we got asked to do it in Raleigh. I did no contest, no nothing. Live Nation. Bon Jovi, yeah. So, but that was fun. Like, it was more like we just got to meet this guy that we see on TV. Like, mm-hmm. it was just kind of yeah. like, okay. Like, he was, he was nice. They're very nice. Yeah. Just professional. I mean, it wasn't like, hey, like, chill. He didn't want to hang out, but, you know, but he definitely he was, refused uh, my hug. No, I'm just kidding. But he, yeah. <laughs> but you made him take it. Yeah. You're like, you it, will take this. It was John, more, yeah. It was, on. it was more like a, oh, the, like you, I mean, you just look like a, you just look like a, you're just a guy. Is he you know? petite? He is, yeah, and he's tiny. short. Yeah, and me and Chris are un- unusual. I think most guys and most musicians and bands, in my experience, it's like the bigger the band, the shorter they are. Yeah, and he is a short guy, and so we and Chris are like, like six over six, six feet. Plus. Yeah, yeah, so we were towering over him, and I remember 
I don't think he's going to listen to this podcast. I don't know. And awesome. when he does, he's going to. He, I mean, he knows he's going to come after us. He's like, I'm putting lifts in my shoes. Yeah, yeah. no, he tippy toed it. He tippy toed it right when she said like he one, goes, one, two, two whoop, and at and three right he went up. Three, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm all right with that because <laughs> I am on vertically challenged. I'm five seven without my shoes on. Okay, five eight with them on. Sure. Yeah. So when I do my newscast every day, my co-host, she's six feet. Really? Maybe even a smidge over. Wow. So we have one standing shot at the end of the newscast every day. So we go to the other set. I stand on a three-inch box that I got to make. So there's a little bit of pride slash tears uh, on that box. So I stand on the box with my shoes on. She takes her shoes off, stands next to me, and is still just a hair hair taller than I am. And I get it. I mean, it's not necessarily a... uh, a slight yeah it's it's just like if that might just look better on the camera yeah, for yeah. people watching because it's I not could, so much like i insist that we are the same height right you know? yeah because i will tippy toe it if i need to at times yeah so i i feel you in that also a, a Jepp- it, some things just look better jeopardy for instance yeah all those contestants if you're short you're standing on a box oh, and yeah. the box goes up and down That's what depending I'm saying. On, like it's not necessarily their their personal uh you know i can't think of the word but hygiene <laughs> no, like it's they're, not they're, they're, they're you're feelings. really gross. So we're gonna put you on a box. <laughs> well, because like for us, it's a matter of like I have no problem with the fact that she's that much taller than right, I right. am. But aesthetically, aesthetically, it's exactly. weird looking if you for the viewer to see right. that and be right. like, you're not gonna pay attention to what you're saying. You go, wow. Either she's really tall or he's like right. an Oompa Loompa. Yeah. Somehow you're not paying attention right. to what we're doing, yeah. but what we are at that point. Yeah. So I relate to that. Yep. I don't get nervous meeting people anymore either. Right. I did get to interview Dave Grohl once, and this was like 2000, 2001. Before, I mean, still Foo Fighters, they're sure. co-headlining a show with the Chili Peppers. Yeah. And But it was one of those hallway interviews, which are like the worst, yeah, yeah. Oh. to where you don't even get to go to a room they like there's no spot for you they just say here just do it right here and you're passing the microphone back like you have the microphone you're talking uh, and then you say it and then you have to point it at him like old yeah. school reporters and so i think i was so fixated on all that i didn't have a chance to even bother with the fact that oh that's dave Grohl. now it's dave Grohl, and yeah. i feel like oh i i've already done that before that'll be maybe he'll we'll be friends if i could be friends with a rocket roller that's who it would be dave yeah Grohl. i feel like he'd, he'd be, be a good friend I think so. He'd be the guy that calls you and be like, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah. Instead of just like, I need something. I need you to do this for me or something like that. Yeah, I feel you on that. You mentioned earlier technology with one of the things. Does that make it easier or harder in today's time? And I'll tell you what I mean by easier or harder. Easier because you can do whatever you want wherever you want. Right. Mm-hmm. Harder because everyone can do whatever they want wherever they want. So now there's more of it out there. You're, are you talking about like, like distribution, making it, doing it, any of it? it. You know, I th- no. I was gonna say I think, in some ways, it's both. It's a lot easier because you can do stuff at home. You can get a good quality. You still have to be a good musician and have good takes and do all this stuff. But you can do it at home. You can get these mics. You can get better interfaces and boards and preamps, and you can do all that stuff. You don't have to go to a big studio necessarily. Um, there's still something about that, I think, but like you don't have to. But because of the sound banks and the way technology has gone and all that stuff, the box that you're in as a musician is just so much bigger. Mm-hmm. You could do 
you can do everything. So I think it's in some ways that's good, in some ways that's bad because it, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like we get we get stuck. Things just take a little bit longer because it's like we can try everything mm-hmm. instead of you know like first album like we didn't we couldn't try everything because we couldn't do everything. But now it's like yeah we can do every anything we want and you know that, I guess that's with everybody too. But it's like there there's good and bad with it. There's a lot of it's cool that you can do everything and. Oh, you know what? I want to play this nine-foot grand piano, and I'm just going to play it on this little keyboard, and it sounds exact. Mm-hmm. There's, there is to me. I play drums. I'm not going to play electronic drums unless they sound crazy. Mm-hmm. Not going to get this. I feel like you're not going to get the same thing with a good room, good drums that you would on just like I'm going to hit this button, and it doesn't sound the same to me. But I'm sure playing, you know, a keyboard rather than a piano doesn't sound the same to a keyboard player. There's things with it, but I kind of feel like it it is awesome that technology is so good that we can do all this stuff, but it is also scary that it's like it's not going to stop. It's only going to get better, but it's like some bit of it to me it's like I need it to I need it to stop almost because it's like I want that box so it's not so difficult. And so it's a kid in a candy store. Exactly. The kid wants It'll everything. never you, stop. You have to, from a creative point of view, so just that aspect of it, you have to create boundaries to work against. Right. Where before they were just inherent in the whole thing. Like there was just going to be boundaries. But now it's like, oh, there aren't creative boundaries. I'll have to make my own. So Yeah. Because I ask it for, for two reasons. I know you guys have new songs. Yeah. So what is to stop you or any band just to go ahead and make those happen with what you have instead of having to book the studio time and do all that stuff to to make it? Yeah. And then, so essentially you're self-produced at that point because it'll sound pretty awesome. So then you're making tunes. Is radio still what bands are looking for or you make the song and you have that hopefully in the plans but do you have a do you have a end game in mind of where you want that song to go heck mm-hmm. and let's stack one more on it are we doing a song or are we doing five songs do people care about albums anymore yeah i think our strategy moving forward is it's better to have a, so- a constant what we'd like to move towards is having a constant stream of releases rather mm-hmm. than sort of pooling them together in an mm-hmm. album every couple of years I think it'd be more fun to just have them come out, you know? I think songs get lost now. Like, if you think about album-wise, like, there's great songs on albums that, like, no one listens to because back in the day, it was radio singles. Yeah. So, like, now, hey, this is a great song. Let's release it. No one's going to listen to... There's so much music. Right. I I got your 12-song album in my Spotify thing. Right. I've listened to three, but I've gotten inundated with another 18 albums. Yeah. So it's like, I think it'd be better just to know. It's like people come to you because they know that you release some cool things. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm Dynamite's got a new track. I got to check that out. I think every month or something, that would be cool. Yeah. Because I know every Friday, I open up my Spotify because that's what I use. And yeah. I go search. And then there's a little button that says new releases. Right. That's when all the new stuff comes out on Fridays. Yeah. I do wish it used I, to be Tuesdays? Did, yes. Yeah. But what they did was they, the, they moved it to match uh, like some like the movie industry or so there's okay. they wanted to match some sort of industry but they did okay. that a couple of years ago and i wish i could let it like i want to tell it what i want it to show me right or what i want would like for it to display to me but it just gives me 
everything because there's a lot of it I don't want. So then as I go through, I go, oh, this person's got something and I click on it. If it's an album, I'm like, oh, I don't. I don't have time for all of right. that. But if it's a single, okay, cool. I listen to that because then I'll go, I'll scroll down to the next thing because yeah. I'm just looking for little bursts of things right now. Well, that's what I was saying earlier. My Spotify is like a complicated, <laughs> my playlist creation. I'll do like like a monthly playlist that I just throw those tracks in that I'm interested in. Yeah. And if it's good, I'll go get the album and, I'll, and I have like a year, like a a 2019 album playlist and I okay. throw albums in there so that I can... Because sometimes later when I'm listening to music, I'm like, I love so-and-so. I would love to just sit and listen to them while I'm doing this in my mm-hmm. house or mm-hmm. whatever. So I'll go into my play. I know that they're in that playlist and I can just put their album on, you know. But that way I didn't lose it. That's the other thing. Like you lose it. If you sign on a playlist, yeah. right. you didn't write it down. You don't have a physical copy to to market somehow it could literally just be forgotten by you you know like you so if you you got the songs you make the song where do you like i think back in the day you wrote like you wrote an album let's yeah. just, let's just say it's zeppelin yeah. zeppelin wrote an album mm-hmm. they gave it to their record company and then they just went and toured right. the goal was hopefully radio plays a song on here or a few songs on here and then I'll get more people to come to shows, whatever it happens to be. Nowadays, I feel like that model has changed. But since I'm not a musician, I don't know what the musician has to think about when you write that new song. Where does social media come into play on this? Where do the videos come to play on this? And and what do you guys have to think about? Everything. Like all of I think all of that. Sexy. We got a sex sells. Sex sells. Stay sexy. Yep. Yeah, I think it's more, I think it's still in place. It's just not as radio was everything. Yeah. Like, that's that's how you got out to the masses. And that still is. Or MTV, I guess. And too, MTV, yeah. And day. that's the thing is now MTV obviously doesn't play music anymore. But, like, YouTube, like, videos are big. Like, you Huge. Know what I mean? like, the funny thing is, and that's almost even going away. You know, which well, is. Well, I disagree. Well, see. It's all weird. All kids do is watch YouTube from like They just watch kids five. open presents. That's like what But you know well, but yeah. and play video games. Well, yeah. yeah. But I think it's Damn more TDM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's more like it's the same thing. Like yeah, yes, it, it, the videos are still important, but I think it's more now with with social media, everything's Instagram, Insta videos, like all that stuff, they're short. You can't have a, a video of a song for one minute, but you can do something for a minute with your song being played or TikTok, you know, all, yeah. all that stuff. It's 15 it's, seconds or whatever. Yeah, so to me, I'm like, yes, the videos are important, but social media is also just as important, if not maybe growing to be more important of all that. So it's kind of like, and it's hard because it's like, I can't make a career out of just being on my phone and doing social media, you know, it could, it could, but I wouldn't be an influencer. It could be, yeah. it should it could be, be a box a, a, a packaging opener. Oh, I should be. This is the new Barbie. Yeah. The fact Bro- that Brooklyn that stuff Barbie. exists, right? I have two opinions of it. Yeah. Number one, it infuriates me that people are social influencers doing nothing. Right, sure. opening up a box because it's the new uh, such and such, and then the reaction to that. The two, the second part of that to me is it infuriates me that I am not doing that. I know, doesn't it? Kind of, you're like, yeah. I should be doing this. Also, it's kind of fun if you. I just thought like this is what humans want to watch if left to their own devices. Like if you 
if you give the power to the people, they're not, I mean, there's awesome stuff being created, but a lot of what people just want to watch is like, this is, I'm opening up this yeah. new Keurig I got, or I mean, it would be like more usually like a kid's toy or something, but you know what I mean? Yeah. What That's what people want to watch. They want to watch someone play a video game or watch. Right. A, wouldn't it be funny though to have a kid open up a Keurig and read the instructions and actually like make a cup of coffee, right. but like a four-year-old what if like do all the adult things yeah, yeah. yeah that's what we should do and then drink the cup of coffee and then just watch them like and then wash freak out. The, wash the mug yeah just keep going it doesn't have to end and then he gets a job <laughs> yeah, gets married yeah. has a kid that's the interesting yeah, part of the video talks about his regrets you know but you know yeah, it doesn't infuriate because my you know i've got a 16 year old and i have a 12 year old and what they watch are two very different things my right. son will hold up in his room just watching YouTube all day. Yeah. And there's one is uh, like reaction time, I think is one of the channels he watches. And it's literally this dude reacting to like trailers and things like that. And then I think about the fact for over two decades, I've been honing my craft in the world of radio and television to where I have a talent and I have a skill. And these yahoos uh, (laughs) who have zero talent, (laughs) who are just smart enough to hit record and upload the video and let it catch on, are making a good bit of money. Because if I'm not mistaken, YouTube and just like Spotify or whatever will pay .008 cents per play. So you're not even getting a penny a play, you're getting almost a penny per play. And more if you have an advertisement. Right. Yes. And yeah, and you can you can make this cash. And so part of that to me is like there's no talent there, no discernible talent with these people, mm. but that's where people go to watch. So then right. part of my pride kicks in. It's like, well, you know, I'm kind of glad that those types of people aren't watching any of the videos that I would do. Not right. that I've done any or whatever. Like, do I want those people to watch? Or, uh yeah, if I can make money. Yeah. And is there a talent? Because like there's a lot of people who do, you know, whatever reviews of reactions to things i'm sure there must be there there are so but some of them are by far way more popular than others yeah Yeah. what separates personality yeah you know there is personality there but i don't think like those people couldn't do what we are doing now right you know they might be on the other end of it but to be able to start the conversation guide a conversation finish a conversation no they can maybe answer something right but there is personality there right to where like look at michael strahan how long did it take him to where he was actually okay on camera to where now he's leading things right before he was kind of struggling to keep up then he got better at it now he gets to take the reins he had the personality first and then the skills the skill developed set. a little well, bit But the NFL hard. gave him a new brain. Let's be crystal clear <laughs> on that. Like, his CTE kicked in. They gave him a new brain. And now he is what, who he is. It's just science. Couldn't it's fix science. his teeth, though. No, well, no. But that's his, but that's his character. that's his hook. Uh, yeah, you know, know what I mean? Like, what, with Lauren Hutton? Or wasn't that her name? Yep, t- Lauren the, Hutton. Yeah. That's right. No, She's no dead, other. Hutton? Is she dead? I don't know. She might be no, dead. She was in Once After? Bitten with... Uh, was that, that's not Jim Carrey. No, he was in a... Is that his? Yeah. Well, the eighties. Yeah, she was like, like the. She's like a sultry. Yeah, blonde. She was much older than Jim Carrey. Oh yeah, and what's been? I'm pretty sure that's right. I think. I think I am right on that. Only podcast that will reference. Which, that. What was she? F- I only know her as like being a lady in maybe her forties and over who like yeah. was like. I mean, sultry. she was hot before that, and I'm then sure. by the time that we found her, <laughs> yeah, right, right, she right, was right, a milf yeah. at that point. Right, right, yeah. All right, I did want to wrap up with. Well, I want to ask two. I'm going to. We ask a question, then I'll then I'll do the closer. 
are epic songs dead? Epic songs. Because if you notice, there are no epic songs today. And here's what I mean by epic. I look at a song like Stairway Uh because it ebbs and flows a lot different than other tunes. Bohemian Rhapsody ebbs and flows. And when you're done with it, you had an experience listening to that song because you can have an experience listening to any song. But I mean, like this one with the dynamics of it, that's an epic. Even like uh, November Rain from Guns N' Roses. Yeah, yeah. Like those are, to me, epic Tunes. Long, a lot of parts. Yeah, yeah. like is, changes. is that dead? I remember, I'll go even later. I remember uh, Knights of Sidonia by Muse. Okay. Yeah, that's an epic yeah. for sure. I'll but that's that. like maybe 07. But I kind of feel, so epic songs aren't dead. They're just not popular. I think that's the thing is alt rock, active rock, er, like everything is pop influenced mm-hmm. now. More than it, more than it was back when... Like all the songs you said, back when those were the, I mean, those were like right. the big epic rock songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what it's just that? not, I kind of feel that it's not dead. We just don't hear them. All right. So I'll throw this on you guys as musicians, mm-hmm. current today. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, uh, who are writing songs and putting out tunes. All epics. Would it ever cross your mind to go, I want to make something that has this big crescendo in here and then turns into this other thing and like I want to write a Bohemian Rhapsody that is ours. I don't want to copy it, but I right. I want ours. Would that ever even cross That's a great the idea. Brain? I would totally do that. Yeah, uh, we're to me, let's I think get to us, work. Let's go we for, gotta go. Our big gauge uh where we are now is like if it could just crush live. So if we could think right. of a way to do that and like blow people's minds away live, yeah. We would totally do that. That would be fun because no one would expect it because no one's doing that or or it's 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 definitely out seems to not be in sort of the cultural because I feel like it does crush live because you don't get to see that because I know for you guys the moments that the crowd really kind of gets to the fervor is when the guitars are going fast and you get that little head bop going and you're doing your thing because it's just this driving kind of sound coming from both of you. Right. Uh, but then I do feel like some of the little subtle quietness that builds and turns to that and goes and it's the unexpected. I feel like the crowd likes that sort of thing. So yeah. Yeah. maybe I challenge you guys to write an epic done and, and see that how it goes. Cool. Challenge accepted. I think we would be on board. All right. So now for the final question. Yes. And I do know these will change from right now to maybe as you're driving to your next show. Okay. Greatest song ever. Um, like of all time. Yeah. No. You said ever. <laughs> oh, not all time, just ever. <laughs> yeah. And this is yours. This isn't like what you like think. Our, like no. the best I'm Dynamite song of you all time? You can. Hey, what? I'll throw it on you. What do you think your best song is? Ooh. If we had a song that didn't have to have drums on it, I know that would be my favorite. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. That was Phillips that just answered that question. No, I was kidding. Uh, and just like, you know, we all love our kids. Right. Right? You love them both the same. But, but you love but sometimes some more you than don't. others. Uh, yeah. Oh, so, I definitely have my favorites. Yeah. What's uh, favorite song of all? Like just my favorite song of all time? I don't know. Here, answer yours first. Like what? what's your favorite I Am Dynamite song right now? Right now, my favorite I Am Dynamite song? I don't even know. I thought last night... We were saying like last night we played Feel Real off Wasatusa, mm-hmm. and it's a slower one, but it's all about groove. And last night I thought it went really well. It's yeah, these slower ones are like, 
man, they're a tight, they're a tight rope. Of yeah. Like trying to make them land live because they're so chill. And last night we played so long, we played old, really fast ones also. Mm-hmm. So like to throw them both in the same set is yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, I'm throwing Miss Jones out there. Sure. Uh, That's always a favorite. And, and here's why for me, you have a real Peter Gabriel thing going on vocally on wow. that song. Okay. And Do not so, inflate his head. Do not inflate his head. My bad. Wow. When I, he doesn't know I hate Peter Gabriel. <laughs> yeah. He's that's, deflating that's why, my head. That's why I picked it. Like my arch nemesis. Late 90s Peter Gabriel. Well, like, I saw your playlist on Spotify that you made that says, I hate Sledgehammer. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I bet he hates Peter Gabriel. But it's got like this real vocal quality that's very mm. Peter Gabriel-esque. And, and then there's something just for me, in even seeing the song uh, last night, like... That's right now it. But also, if I put on like uh, anything from Wasatusa and the way the melody of that album goes, I would easily pick one of those if I go hop in the car right now mm-hmm. right. or be there or you know something like that would yeah. instantly jump. So that will go to greatest song ever. Greatest song ever. And again, it changes. You'll be driving later and you'll say something different. Like for me right now, because I just saw yesterday, uh, oh, yeah. la- like last was weekend, better than expected. Okay. okay. Uh, it was funnier than I thought it was going to be. Uh, plot's convoluted, but whatever. Yeah, it gives yeah. you a chance to hear Beatle tunes. Yeah. We're listening to Beatles. Uh, so for me, uh, Beatles comes out first and it's either Blackbird or Eleanor Rigby. Mm. I never liked Eleanor Rigby. I mean, yeah. it's fine. I don't hate it. But I have like no emotional response to it. I'm not like I got to hear that again. Yeah. See, that's what about Blackbird? Blackbird for sure. Although by yeah. now, because I'm a guitar player, I've like I've heard and played Blackbird seven thousand times. Yeah. And I think some of those like Beatles and stuff or Zeppelin or stuff like that classic, I've just used it up mm-hmm. in my yeah. life that I it's hard for me to still enjoy it. But I'd also throw down some Bohemian Rhapsody. Like that as a tune. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I play that song probably every day on my radio Do show. Do you really? Yeah. That's I, cool. I don't program the music for it. Uh, but it's one of those that I could listen to it yeah. every single day. I almost feel like that's a cop out. You know what I mean? Because Why? I'm not saying, like, the, to answer that question, I don't want to say that because... You want to pick something a little more unique to you. Because in my mind, I keep thinking, like, oh, like, In the Air Tonight. What's because wrong with that? Oh, yeah. It's, but is it the greatest song of all time? I think it's, For like... For you right now, it could be. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. I think you have to sort of give up a little bit of, like, being right and yeah. just sort of go with your intuition. It's the, it's yeah. the moment. Because it really... I could pop on that 90s playlist that I referenced and right. something could go, like, oh, I love this song. And then Firewater Burn from Bloodhound Gang right. uh, becomes that song. Because that's the thing. is like when you loop this all in, and you're like, we're talking, like, Bach, Beethoven... You if mean, you like, want to go if that you deep, want to, sure. I, for Beatles, you know what song I always loved by the Beatles was with a little help from my yeah. friends. Yeah, that's sort of like that's a, a one, one that always held up. And the, I like the Joe Cocker version. Mm-hmm. Just sound like uh, gets me. You know, when he's doing like you just love the Wonder Years, yeah. And then the drum solo, yeah. kind of like you know, right before every. every so a little month. help from your uh, from my friends will be yours. Sure. Okay. Sure. I never would have guessed that's what I would say right now, but I'll throw that out there. That makes sense. I like that. Sure. I, I mean, I, I I guess I just got to stick with... You know, I'm going to pull... I'm going to say, not in the air tonight. I'm going to say... It's tough, I know, but there know. are some songs that... I, I think for a musician, yeah. if you play guitar, if you pick up the guitar, something, a couple things is going to happen. Number one, if... You have songs of your own. Maybe you start to strum one of your own songs. 
or you just start to strum something that you're making up on the fly, right? Or you start to strum something that you know, and you start to play that song, and yeah. you start to do that. For me, I mean, when I started playing guitar, it was Pearl Jam, it was Hooting the Blowfish. You're so a, you're an H and a B guy. Uh, yeah. and the Blowfish. Yeah. That's, what, that's how we say it. That's how we, yeah. And so I used to be able to cover that album. Every time I pick up the guitar, it was Hold My Hand. It yeah. was Let Her Cry. And that would be, you know, my answer. So for you guys, I guess it would be if you were picking up the guitar and doing something, or if you were getting behind the drum kit and just starting to do something. Oh, I'd play Time by Hootie and the Blowfish. Let's be honest. Damn. Tease me about tomorrow and all the pain and sorrow. You know what? I'm going to revise my answer. Who, no, hooting the Blowfish. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I think Dr. maybe the Tom Bay. Petty. Some, yeah, <laughs> something by Tom Petty. What do you think about like Tom Petty's run in the late 80s? Into the Great oh, yeah. Wide Open oh. is one of my favorites. Sure. Don't come around here no more. Wildflowers. Wildflowers. Mm. Dude, he's got like, and they're like concise, simple, but in that like a like a dart, you know what I mean? It's so right on. I won't back, won't back down. Or Not the like. greatest singer ever. No, like so that but he also had good character helps. and it he sold did. it, you know. The way he'd say the words were cool, you know. Where are you going with Phillips? You've taken the longest. We've thrown out some even, gems uh, dude, over I here. Know I haven't even paid. Say. I haven't even paid attention to the last five minutes because I've just been thinking. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with final answer. A whole new world from the Aladdin soundtrack. Peebo Bryson. That's wrong. No, you're. you're That's the greatest song of all time. Okay. Is Al the Peebo Bryson by Edwin McCain? No. It can't be Alby. It's this. It's this other single. Anything in the Jim Brickman catalog? <laughs> yes. Anything Jim, Br- Jim Brickman did. Okay, I'll give you that because yeah. we all know that's the right answer. Right. Yeah. Okay. Jim so- Brickman is makes epic songs. Greatest songs of all time. He, so, he has a great sweater collection. Yeah, he does. All right. So you have your challenge. I am done. It has to write an epic song. Okay. Yeah. And then maybe uh, even pull off one of those covers of maybe a whole new world, or a done. Tom Petty. Yeah. What Sitting if we did on the dock of the bay? <laughs> when we said that, some drunk people were like, "Yeah, yes." They were excited. It's all they want to hear. It's a good song. That's why. Yeah. All right, fellas. Thank you for doing the podcast. Thanks for having, uh, for having us. Good luck with your epic. Good luck with your next show. Yep. And I look forward to hearing some new music. Awesome. Right.